Hi, I'm Cynthia Khan, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with hip hop, rap, recording artist, AJ, also known as A-Dot. Hey, AJ. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm doing fabulous. How about you? I'm good, thank you. We're speaking to AJ today from Beiran in the Middle East. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's okay up here. A little hot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's all good. I just want to thank you for all that you do. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, congratulations on the success of your new single, Missionary. Thank you. Give us some insight into the background behind the song. All right, so Missionary is like a mixture between what my vision for the rap game is and my life at the moment. Like, I think rap should be more than people just saying, yo, that beat was fire, and, but what was he talking about? You know, I find myself doing that a lot nowadays. The song will have a, a dope beat, but no substance. And that's what I feel like the rap game is missing nowadays, the substance. Uh, now, the other side to Missionary is my personal experiences. One of... Uh, one of, my, one of my favorite lines that I say is, doing this to the end of me. Friends, yeah, they pretend to be down till you make it, then they forget the memories. Which is basically talking about how my friends say I changed when all that really happened was me growing up, you know what I'm saying? And, and them being comfortable and content with where they are in life and not wanting more, you know? And with my music, I, I only write what I know. It's an, out, it's an outlet for me, really, and it's how I express myself or my feelings, and Missionary really captures that for me. It's funny because Missionary really only started off with the beat playing for maybe the first 15 to 20 seconds, and then me starting with my mission is to get recognition, and then, like, up until last year, then I, I actually finished it, you know what I'm saying? So two years later, Missionary becomes a hit, you know, and it, it shows my growth as a rapper and a lyricist. That's amazing. You started with one line and then two years, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two years later, here it is. <laughs> I also love your single Takeover and you've gotten some great press for that song too. I can't sit still when I listen to it. Give me the backstory behind that song. All right, so Takeover, that was actually my first ever song that I recorded professionally. Like I've had so many songs that I've recorded on my laptop, uh, in my room with my with my little brother, you know what I'm saying? But, so this is the first time I had ever got in the studio, which was about a year ago. And um, honestly, when I first heard the beat, I was like, I don't, I don't really know about this one. But the way my confidence is set up, I feel like I can take any beat and turn it into a hit. And that's what I did with this one. It's talking about basically how I want to have a major impact in the rap game. That's everybody's vision, right? Wanting to be known 30 years from now as one of the greatest to ever do it. With TakeOver, I'm letting list my listeners know that I'm not I'm not half-stepping into it, you feel me? If I have to take over the entire rap game, then I'll do it by myself, and I'll do whatever it takes to do that. Either way, they can be down and have a spot with my dots, or they can have a cat with the knots. I mean, it's really up to them, you know? And uh I want to influence not only the fans, but also rap artists and other artists and other genres also. Uh, I want to set trends at the end of the day, trends that won't die off in a few years. This track is really showing everybody how confident I am in myself, no matter what the critics may say. 
Some may call it cocky, but I see it as straight confidence. And I'm coming full steam ahead, and I won't slow down for anyone or anything. Yeah, got to have confidence in this game. So exactly. I definitely yeah. get what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> when did you decide that you wanted to be a rapper? What's your music backstory? <laughs> That's actually a funny one. It's crazy how I actually started off. My pops used to own his own restaurant. And uh, one of his employees was writing rap sitting at the little table on his break time. And then my little brother, Bobby Charles, saw, saw him and was like, hey, well, if he can do it, then I know we can. You know, so we sat at the table next to him and started writing on a little notepad that we can do it ourselves, you know, with uh, different little raps that we was thinking of. And really, it was probably the worst thing that I've ever written in my whole entire, in the whole entire life of writing uh, music. Uh, we really didn't know what we were doing. And my pops was just like focused on school. I think it was like 10 or 11 years old. And uh, a couple of years later, we tried again and actually got serious about it. We actually called ourselves Too Real. Uh, we wrote our first song and it was just a little rap with us going back and forth, kind of like Jay-Z and Kanye did with uh, the Roster's Throne album. And that's like how we did most of our songs. We showed my pops and he told us, you know, y'all actually have some talent. I didn't realize, but uh, it needs to be more of substance. We wasn't talking about nothing, you know? And instead of just writing a rap, write about stuff, stuff that we know, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people nowadays don't do is write about stuff that they know. You get the most passion out of something when you can write about it yourself. So what we did, we went back and thought like, all right, so what can people relate with us? What can we write about that can relate to everybody? Mind you, I was 14 years old. So <laughs> it's like, what can they relate to a 14-year-old with? And a lot of our songs came up about relationships and girls. No, because as a teenager, that's that's all we got, you know. Uh, we didn't we didn't have to struggle all that much because of the all the hard work all the hard work that um, my parents put in. So we didn't have to live a life of of struggling. Couldn't write about that, you know. So we really just focused on on the on the whole relationships and female problems, all of that. Once I started high school, we we still did stuff together, but it sort of died off a little bit. And uh, we really started working on our own thing. You know, I started I started writing uh, my own stuff. You know, I had a little talent show my senior year. I started getting a little more knowledge on different things about life, and my music really broadened. Uh, one thing I always said is that I always, 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 always have substance. I only write about what I know. That's my strength. I won't pretend to be something I'm not. I'm not a thug, I'm not a piehead, I can't speak on those topics, you know, what I can't speak on is myself, which is what I do a lot, you know, you can you can tell with Takeover, you know what I'm saying, you can, you can tell with Missionary, you know, so what's going on in our society, I can speak about that, how I feel about the music industry, things of that nature, I can, I can all speak about that, and I'll never lose sight of my upbringing, I always have substance in my music, no matter what. Your bio says that without your hashtag my dots, there would be no a dot. Uh, are the hashtag my dots your fan club? Yes, my dots are my peoples, or, or as many other people call them fans, but I, I really think of us as a big family. They, they're my motivation from the negative to the positive. 
You know, they they motivate me to keep doing what I'm doing. Without my dots, I'm just another rapper. You know, so they really keep me humble. They keep me going. Um, I remember everybody that supported me throughout the year. Then even my new listeners, I accept them with open arms also. Uh, and I just appreciate all my dots for everything they do. You know what I'm saying? Shots for my dots one time. <laughs> what are your biggest challenges trying to promote your music while you're in the military? Oh man, obviously first priority is, uh, is the military, which can be kind of strenuous at times, but like any other job, <clears throat> it's not just being in the military that brings those challenges though. Getting people to actually listen to the words that are being said in my music is probably the biggest challenge. The fact that I travel all over the world is both rewarding and stressful. It's hard to really know who's actually legit and wants to help you know, promote versus those who just want money and could care less if you make it or not, you know, because I've actually ran into a few instances where it, it was a scam and, you know, I'm just out of a few hundred dollars, you know, so it's, it's really difficult on that level. You would think with all the technology and gateways to different people all over the world, it would be easy to gain a following, but that's just not the case, you know what I'm saying? It's a little difficult. It's hard work, but you know, if, you, if you're passionate about something, you're willing to put that type of hard work and time and effort into it. You know, yeah, you might get, uh, you might lose a little money, you know, but hey, you just pick yourself right back up and, and you, uh, you keep going. I, I, truly, I truly love to write and I love relating to everybody and, and anyone, no matter the race, upbringing, et cetera, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I want everybody to say, we feel a that and truly, truly mean not just saying. I've heard a lot about people getting scammed and you just have to learn and move on. So I'm glad you got the right attitude, baby. You got the right <laughs> yeah. attitude. What's up next for AJ? Uh, up next, I got a new single. It's a club banger coming out, Buckwild. Probably dropping in the next couple weeks. Uh, you can check that out on my website, a.j.online.org. I think everybody will really, really, really like it. It'll definitely make you get up and do a little two-step, you know, a little head bop for something, you know what I'm saying? I have an EP coming out with my big brother, Kobian. It's like four or five songs that we did together. We actually may have a show at one of the local clubs out here pretty soon. So stay on the lookout for that. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody how that's going. Uh, again, on my website, a.j.online.org. Uh, if everything goes as planned, then I'll be posting that. I'll be po posting that on the website. Um, I'm pushing for my first album, No Room for Error V2, to drop late November, early December. I'm finishing up a, a few tracks now. I'm really just working on getting my foot in the door right now, you know, and uh, I want my name to start creating a buzz, you know, and hopefully Miss Kinda will definitely help me out with that one. Uh, I have a lot of things I want to do, such as the closing line uh, and a bunch of other things, you know, still in the works. But I'm just taking it all one step at a time. Uh, music first, business lady, you know. I'm excited with the way things are going for me. You know, st just stay tuned. And if you ain't heard, you better listen. <laughs> AJ, I had a fabulous time getting to know you today. And I appreciate all the things that you do for me, Miss Karen. I, I love when you say that. I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now.
This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by AmuseNow Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about AmuseNow, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon at amusednow.com.